Hi guys, my name is Falagbimi, and I want to officially welcome you to another episode of the Tripod, the official weekly podcast of Tristatics. On our last episode, we had a conversation with Zaini Crafts, the CEO of the leather company that makes shoes. And this week, we have another interesting personality with us, a lawyer in the making and a makeup artist, and she also is a writer. Please welcome with me the founder of House of Revo, Tosin. Hi, Tosin. Hi, guys. Hello. Good afternoon. Should I call you Revo instead? Which do you prefer, Tosin or Revo? Tosin is fine for this interview. Tosin is fine. All right. So, um, can we get to know you, Tosin? Who is Tosin? Okay, so... Tosin is a law a lawyer in Ikuti. I'm going to be a barrister very soon. I'm in law school presently. Um, the second child of a family of five. And I am a makeup artist. I'm a business person. Like I really enjoy doing business genuinely. And I I'm a Christian. I come from um Kogi State in Nigeria. And that's like basically it. <laughs> That's who Tosin is. Okay. Yeah. So, um, quick question. Uh, you, you're, barista, you're going to be a barrister soon once you're done with law school. Yes. And you're a makeup artist professionally. How, how has that been working for you, combining law and makeup? Because personally, I know law is one of the few things that even if I got paid, I wouldn't read because of how much you guys have to read. So how have you been able to... Yes. Yeah, well, for me, I just know that so far it's just been um, balancing things out. You get like, um, for instance, I know that when I was in school, when I was in university, that's Obafemi Awolowo University, I knew that when I resume first, like when we first get to school, things are not as intense and things are not heavy, like our workload is not heavy. We kind of move from light to heavy, you get. So while the workload is still light, I get as much as I can done. Most times I resume school doing trainings. I resume school doing um, doing photo shoots. I resume school doing all the publicity I can. You get, like from the holidays into the first few weeks of resumption, I'm working like almost full time as a makeup artist. And then towards the middle, I just resign. Like I reduce my workload, like, that until exam period like I just balance things out like I know my capacity like I've learned how to um I, I've learned how to choose my battles let me just say it like that like um and one thing I want to say is that for me it's just about not being greedy and about knowing yourself you get so I know that I can, I'm one of those people that can do a little bit of last minute reading and still get very fantastic scores and so I save my energy like i don't know how to explain it it's just about balance for me so far Uh, we get get the general picture so it's about you knowing yourself and then knowing like you said choosing your battles i can afford four to six weeks of school doing makeup and then once lectures get serious i kind of put a hold on on face school okay so how how did the house of revo start and is there a story behind the name House of Revo? Yes. Okay, so it started, I, I learned makeup 
um, I kind of taught myself, but I had like an introduction into the makeup artistry as a whole during Asu Strike. There was this Asu Strike that was six months. I think that was in 2013. So I was supposed to resume then and I wasn't able to because of the strike and all of that. So my mom just insisted that I picked something up. Like I know that that, that holiday I learned bead, bead, bead making and wire works. I, I learned, I wanted to learn cake and how to bake cakes too. But I ended up just somehow liking makeup most. So I just did like a three-day introduction for makeup. And then I started doing makeup. But then, I, like when I started, I wasn't planning on being a makeup artist. Though. Like then, makeup artistry wasn't so big. People didn't really take makeup artists very seriously. And I was already a lawyer. Like I was already studying to become a lawyer. So I wasn't looking at doing makeup as a business or anything. I just did it because I liked it. Now, I started noticing that I could make some money. Like when you resume school and then you discover that your pocket money is not like sufficient for you. And because of the way my school was, the culture was a lot of students in OA, you had side hustles. Like they did so much work while they were in school. So you're kind of motivated to, okay, this person is doing this and I can try that too. I can try my, ha- my hands out on something to bring me extra income. So I was just like, okay, what can I do? I already know how to do makeup. So I might as well just go down that line. Um, and people started asking me, like, I, I remember people teasing me, like, oh, open an Instagram page now. Do you have a name for your business? I'm like, which business? Like, so I had to come up with a name. And then there was this time I was just watching um, my pastor, that's Bishop Oedipo speaking, and he said something about how um, people that have a revelation on how their future is going to be are the ones that revolutionize the world and something like that and i was just like oh yeah that's true like my my future is going to be very bright and i'm going to become a revolutionary something like that and then that's how i picked revo like revo and then house of tara was like the biggest brand and like the most prominent and she probably still is but so she was my goal like she was the person i was looking at then so i just thought you need to just copy her (laughs) and pick house of revo you know uh so that's how that one came about that's how the name came about and that's how everything started nice. yeah so literally it's just a house of revolution yes literally but there was a, a brand i checked on instagram then and there was a house of revolution in the u.s so i had to like shutting it because i really wanted to use that revolution because i felt like it was a word for me you understand so i was like okay that let me just shorten it and then i used revel instead so that's okay. how it started so um thus far as a makeup artist and a lawyer what has the experience been how would you describe the journey i mean it's been, it's been, it's been seven years so what's the journey been like yeah it's been very interesting like I don't know if I ever thought that I would reach so many people just doing makeup and just like doing business basically. Like I feel like makeup has exposed me to so many opportunities and so many people that I probably would not have met if I was just a lawyer. And law has also exposed me to like people that have become, probably become my clients and also friends. Do you get? So it's just the mixture of both of them have just brought me like a lot of exposure and knowledge you get and it has somehow also helped me to make an impact in my industry no matter like in my community let me not say my industry yet but my community my immediate community so i've been able to do things and i've been able to make some things happen that would 
I don't know if Tosin on her own might have been able to do those things. Do you get? So it's been it's been interesting. It's it's not been very easy. It's not like oh, it's not been a walk in the park, so to speak. But I'm just grateful because I feel like it's just, it, it's it's been interesting. I'm just leaving it at that. It's been interesting. Okay, so, um... Today, we're looking at strategies to succeed in the beauty industry, but okay. focusing on makeup and everything. So I'll just like to ask, um, before we start talking strategies, um, what are your two biggest jobs? Like, what are those two jobs that if you could frame a job, like a photographer, you could frame this particular job and that particular job, what would, who are those two jobs on? And why? Why are they like your biggest moments as a makeup artist? And then after that, we can then start talking strategies that have worked for you as a makeup artist. Hmm. Let me think. Let me think. Let me think. <laughs> All right. So I feel like the first one would be the work I did with the Igodalu family on with um, T.Y. Belo. So I feel I did a makeup and I was like on set with T.Y. Belo and I got to speak to her and the pictures were amazing. Like it's not like I've not seen so many of them, but if I want to frame any one of them, I would start with that one. Not because the makeup is mad, mad. It was very light, and still I was very specific about the kind of makeup she wanted, and I was able to meet up. But it was just the entire experience of it all. You know, someone that you've always looked up to, getting to work with the person and speak to the person and just like get a feel of how they work. It was really, really amazing for me. That's the first one. Um, so the second one, if I was going to frame another one, I would be framing, hmm, I don't even know. Um, let's see, let's see, let's see, let's see. Uh, I, I'm not even sure to be honest, but I know that one struck me. So let's just stick with one for now because mm -hmm. I can't, I have so many of them coming to my head. <laughs> All right, no problem then. Okay, so, um, what would you say are the top strategies, maybe three to five strategies that have helped you to succeed as a makeup artist and at the same time a lawyer? Because I mean, all your years as a makeup artist, you've also been a student. So what are like your top three, top five strategies that have helped you to succeed? All right. So the first thing I would start with is for makeup, for instance, and with law at the same time, you have to be teachable. Like you have to be a teachable person. Like it's just like along the same line, we're moving with the trend and everything. Like things are changing. You get like, if you're someone who is stuck on what you know, or you feel like, okay, you are like the OG right now. And then no, nobody can shift it from that. Person. It's not going to like, you're going to fade away. You're going to be like someone that has been one of the major things is that you have to be teachable. Like, so if you're, if you're not a teachable person, you're going to miss out on a lot of things. Like I tell people that, that I teach makeup that when I started learning makeup there was there were certain things that were not even in existence there was no contouring and highlighting for example there were no like there were a lot of things that were not present in the Nigerian beauty industry and I keep learning every day like I've had to learn and unlearn and relearn a lot of things and that's how it should be when you stop learning you basically stop living so you have to continuously learn new techniques new skills you know to just better your crafts in general um that's like one thing that I can say that okay applies to both makeup and for law also because law is evolving like it changes you get so like you you can't just stick to what you used to know or what you learned at some year like you have to keep learning 
Um, okay. So another strategy I would say is consistency. Um, so I feel like a lot of people just start and magically want things to happen and they want things to just change and they want to just have their big break like immediately. Now, everybody's journey is different. Like I've come to realize that you cannot compare yourself to other people. Some people have the gestation period of just like seven months and some people just have like two years. And so you have to be patient and enjoy your own journey. You have to consistently show up, like keep showing up until your break comes. Jigget. So I feel like that's like one thing that everyone should pay attention to when you're starting in the makeup industry and you really, really want to succeed. You are not going to, like, it's not about who has the best brows most of the time or who has the most perfect photo shoots on their page. There's some people who have, like, really, really good work and they have no client base. They have no patronage whatsoever. Do you get? So it's just, if you look at people who have built a brand, a sustainable business, they've been there for a while. Like some people that you're just even knowing now, like, oh, you're just hearing of this person, you're just hearing of the Beyonce, you're just hearing of Soko. If you go check their history, they've probably been doing this thing for close to 10 years, 15 years. So you can't even come and just within one year expect to enjoy the benefits and the trust that they, that they enjoy, you get. Because our business is one that you have to build trust. People have to trust you. They have to say, okay, this person can can handle my makeup on my wedding day you know you don't most women like nobody plans to get married more than once so in your head they're just like oh my god this picture like it has to be so bummed that when my grandchildren see they're like oh your makeup was hot like it was nice so for you to pick someone out of the mirror of makeup artists you have to trust the person right and you can't trust someone that you just saw their makeup maybe just two months or something most times People that even book me for bridals or whatever, they've been following me for years. Like, they've seen my work, they've seen my growth, they've seen how I've improved, and they understand how I work. So, like, that's another thing. Consistency is okay. very important. Um, so, another one I'd like to talk about is collaboration. So, a lot of people, like, they feel... I don't know what they even feel, because I don't get why you feel like you can work alone, like, in this industry is really strange and that's one thing that i learned like really early and i'm very grateful for that it was my elder sister that used to just tell me okay work with this person send this person a message it wasn't pride on my part it was more of i was just really shy and i felt like oh if they tell me no i'll be very hot like i won't be happy that this person didn't reply my dm or this person refused to collaborate with me or this person did not you know agree to shoot for me you get or shoot with me rather uh so it took me a while to see that the truth is that <laughs> you can collaborate with just one person and then your work gets to people that your work might not have gotten to in like maybe two years that's because when you're collaborating with a photographer for instance let's say he has just three thousand followers you have ten thousand two thousand followers when you guys work and he posts your picture, you post his picture, your followers get to see him. And some of them are about 10%, according to research, go to his page. And then some of them follow him. And then from there, he gains a community or he gains a fan base that can later turn into bookings and money. Same thing goes for you as a makeup artist. You collaborate with a hairstylist, an actual key vendor. You collaborate with a photographer and you collaborate with an event planner. You are getting on four new platforms. 
without paying like it's just common sense like you have to collaborate with people if you want to reach new markets now but there are tips and tricks that i would share like for collaborations like later on maybe not on this um podcast but like if i would always say that there are ways to collaborate to like that it will be productive there are some collaborations that are not very productive in fact they'll take from you and you probably won't gain anything from it so you have to be very strategic but then you must collaborate you get so okay. i mean so, that's yeah. we'll take note of the fact that you've said we would have the conversation on collaboration another time so we're looking forward <laughs> to that conversation when we're talking okay. collaboration because what we do at marketplace is a lot of collaboration for our vendors you know we bring on vendors yeah offer them our reach and our space to advertise their products and, you know, be able to use our audience to gain more market for themselves. Okay. Yeah. Now, so now you've actually spoken a lot more about where I was going to go next in terms of learning and unlearning, because that was, yeah. what, that was the strategy you mentioned, the fact that you have to learn and unlearn. But I still have a quick yeah. question. If you had to start all over again, what's the one thing you would do differently? The one thing I would do differently is to learn from someone. Oh my goodness. Like, you know, because I mentioned earlier that I'm self-taught, like, so <laughs> I had to learn a lot of things on my own. I had to like basically stalk some people. You know, this kind of thing where someone is mentoring mentoring you, but she doesn't know she's mentoring you, or he doesn't know he's mentoring you. So I basically had to look at people that I admire their business, their strategy, their skills and follow them from the internet. So it's really like, you know, so sometimes I'm saying, oh, I've been following this person since she did this thing. And then I look back and I'm like, oh my God, that's like two years ago. You get, so that's one thing I'll do differently, honestly, because if I'd learned from someone, someone that I really trusted and someone I I wanted to like learn from, what I'm trying to say is that I'm not just going to learn makeup. I would have learned other things I would have learned how to market my business because it's not enough to just know how to paint faces. If you don't know how to market your skills to your audience, you're not still going to get bookings. That is just how it works. So I would have learned how to market myself. I would have learned how to brand my business. I would have learned how to retain my clients. That is so important. I would have learned how to keep my books, accounting and stuff. Where's my money going? Why, why am I not seeing my money? You understand? So I feel like that's one major thing that I wish I could do again, but it's fine. <laughs> we're fine. So, so um, yeah, we, we're going to just, you know, be helping some other people that want to learn. So we have, you have about, um, I'm going to give you a minute. Now, imagine okay. that there's someone standing in front of you saying, okay, so I want to start my makeup business. I, I know how to do makeup already, but I want to turn okay. it into a business. Now you have okay. one minute to advise them on how to start, right? So they know how to do makeup already. So what's the okay. next thing they do? I think I'll just tell them that they have to now agree that they are a makeup artist. Like you have to first, you know how to do makeup. Then the next thing is to start calling yourself a makeup artist and then make sure that people know that you're a makeup artist and start putting your work out there. That's like the next thing. If you already have the skills, then why are you just, you have to put it out there. That's like another thing a lot of people do. They would keep saying I'm an aspiring makeup artist for two years while all their clients are like, underpaying them or even getting makeup done for free you get it's a skill that a lot of people don't have so you might as well just monetize it if you already know how to do it yeah 
Okay. Thank you so much for that. So you're saying if you have the skill, put yourself out. The worst that will yes. happen is you will get the job done. Yeah. And keep putting your work out. All right. So we've been talking to Tosin of House of River for a bit now. And we're just going to um, ask you, so how do we find you on social media? And then is there anything else you want to share with our audience today before we round up this episode? Uh, yeah. Okay. So you can find me on social media at House of Revo on Instagram. And that's basically where I am right now. I'm working on um, a website. So I guess that would be, <laughs> then you could subscribe to my newsletter and stuff like that. But my Instagram is like my major, major, major social media page. I have a Facebook page also, so same thing. Um, also, I would like to share that I'm working on a book. And I feel like the book came from the fact that I discovered that my industry does not have a lot of information in circulation. So there's so many things that people don't know. And then they, it makes them make a lot of mistakes when they're starting out their business. So the idea of the book is just to tell you things that Nobody has told you about makeup. So when you're starting, you start with information and you can grow faster, you know, make less mistakes. Yeah. So that's that. So watch out for my book. Okay. And buy so, it when it comes out. Um, House of Evil, we really appreciate you spending some time to discuss with us on the makeup industry and the beauty industry as a whole. So guys, Thank please remember to follow House of Revo on Instagram where you can see a lot of her work. She's also on Facebook as House of Revo. House of R H E V O. Yeah. All right. Tosin, thank you very much. And guys, we've come to the end of today's episode. Please do subscribe so you can get more information about what we do on Marketplace and listen to our next podcast. Thank you.